This interview is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. In Practice is an independent publisher and all opinions expressed by guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of In Practice. Hi, Stefano. Can you provide a short introduction to your background, please? Hey, hey William. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no problem with that. So I got into the, the gambling industry uh, already something like 12 years ago. After I finished the university, I started to work for Politecnico di Milano, the uh, engineer university in Milan, and uh, I kicked off a research a piece of research on the online gaming uh, market in Italy that at that time was uh, was booming. So yeah, that has been my first step into into the industry. I, I did that research for two or three editions, two or three years, and after that, I really decided that the industry was was interesting, was growing very nicely, was at the forefront of innovation, and I had the opportunity to join Petty Power. So Petty Power was looking into launching the startup in Italy. I'm pretty proud to say that I've been the third one hired in Petty Power to work on that startup. So we went from zero to 70 people in a, in a couple of years. So, so we have been number one in the market for, for a couple of months at that time. It has been a, a great experience, uh, like a real startup, even uh, even if at the, on our back we had uh, a big company like Petty Power. I remember on a, on a Saturday going to Ikea to buy the kitchen for our office. So this kind of experience. And from there, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, grew into the company in different roles. I almost immediately took the commercial direction. I really wanted to become PNL owner. Uh, I had that opportunity by launching initially in Italy again the poker and the bingo products. And after that, uh, you know, my portfolio increased with all the other uh, gaming uh, gaming products. Uh, when, when we merged with uh, Betfair, yeah, I, on top of Petty Power, I was managing again in Italy also the Betfair gaming set of product. And four years ago, I moved to London to expand even further uh, my portfolio, managing the gaming gaming products uh, in other regulated jurisdictions in which we, we do business. Uh, this basically has been my trajectory in, uh, in, this, uh, in this industry. So your responsibilities today are managing the gaming P&L effectively? That, that's correct. And when, when we say gaming, uh, just to be clear, we mean basically all the products that are not Sports book, traditional sports book, or or you know the exchange that that Betfair has. Yeah. And so this is outside of the UK and so many European countries you manage. Yeah, the, the markets in which I'm really focused right now are Italy, Spain, Romania, and Brazil primarily. We also have a dedicated offer in um, in Denmark and Sweden. So these these six are really the, the countries I'm, I'm focused on. Then we have a long tail of, of countries in which we operate using the English language. But uh, I would say that the focus there is a little bit uh, smaller, yeah. And what's the rough split in, the, in revenue between the games you offer? So you offer live casino, slots, bingo. What's the split? So I would say that uh, approximately 40% of, of my PNL is uh, done on, on slots. 30% is instead uh, live casino. 20% is the other traditional uh, uh, table games, uh, not live, like uh, blackjack and roulette. And then the, the remaining 10% for us is between uh, poker, bingo, and, and the other products. Keep in mind that this split is not necessarily the same for every operator, for our competitors, because obviously uh, that, that depends on you know which, which product you lead with. It depends on your offer as well. Obviously, Poker Stars is, uh, just to name a brand, is much bigger on poker than all the other products. But yeah, that's specifically our... Uh, our 
And before we dive into Live Casino, so what is the structure of your tech stack? So your player account management and then your content suppliers, what, who do you use internally for those? So, well, basically we, we have our own, we are pro- proprietary in terms of the uh, game account. So the, the account on which uh, we, we keep all the, the customers' data. And obviously we, are, we also have our own platform for what concerns Sportbook and Exchange, which are, I would say, those are the two products, especially on the Betfair brands that we use, you know, to that, that drive, let's say, our, our proposition. Then on top of that, we uh, integrate a number of suppliers on the gaming side. We might talk more in depth later on, but uh, we have long, long-lasting relationship with some of them. For example, Playtech is a, is a very big player that is integrated with, with us. And then uh, we, we talk about Evolution, Red Tiger, and the number of other suppliers. You, you should know that for us and all and then the other you know, top, top operators in the market, uh, we are talking about probably close to 50, 60 integrations of, of different, different suppliers. So the portfolio is really, really big. And you are kind of agnostic to suppliers. You just want the best games on your platform. Yeah, so in the very end, what we really want is to offer the best possible experience to our customers. You know, historically, it was uh, it was possible, maybe we'll touch that uh, as well later on, to have uh, exclusive agreement uh, with specific suppliers or for specific categories. But otherwise, what, what uh, all the top operators want is to have a broader portfolio so that you, you can appeal to you a know, broader number of customers, make sure that all their favorite you know, games and type of games are available in, uh, in, our, in our offer, on our website or mobile app. So do you have a, your own proprietary player account management platform, the equivalent of, of Playtex IMS platform? So we, we have something like that for a subset, well, subset for uh, some of our products, for example, for, as I would say, for Sportbook and Exchange. We have a proprietary platform for, for gaming as well, for again, for a subset of our product. But as you were mentioning, uh, uh, we also use IMS, which is the platform that uh, Playtech provides. And it's a, it's a very, very powerful uh, system, especially for what concerns the bonusing of, of the customers and managing the customer journey with us. So yeah, that, that's definitely one of the selling points that Playtech has, one of the strengths that Playtech offers to, to the market. So you use the IMS platform for your gaming product, but not for sports and exchange because they have their own one? That's, that's correct, yeah. So somewhat for what concerns bonusing and the management of your, the products, I would say that the sports products are somewhat divided by e-gaming. We share the game account, so the, the management, the, I would say, yeah, the management of the, the customer's data, but then when, when it's about the gaming activities, the two worlds are somewhat, uh, somewhat divided. Yeah, so it, when I'm on Betfair, you know, I'm on Sportsbook, for example, I can get bonuses and that's from your own proprietary system of my account, but you might share part of that with Playtech, but the casino bonuses are separate than the sport. Sportsbook ones, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's exactly like that, yeah. And then actually some of the other suppliers also offer their specific bonuses or free bets and then we, we use them. There is a level of integration, let's say, between our, uh, our platform, our, our accounts, and those, those products, a part of that, as you're saying, is proprietary, so it's, it's ours. Others are instead of the third parties, and we simply leverage them and use them yeah, to incentivize our customers. Why do you outsource the gaming IMS, the gaming player account management system to IMS, 
when you in in-house the sportsbook and exchange? Well, uh, it's a bit of a complex answer, but let's put it this way. Specifically for IMS, uh, as I was saying, from Playtech, that's a very powerful tool. Playtech has uh, developed it in uh, many, many years. And it's something that you can't you know, give up very easily because a lot of our campaigns are really built on it. And replicate those capabilities for any operator is extremely complex. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that uh, we, have, we have tried to develop uh, something similar. We are developing something similar that we use partially for some of the other suppliers, but it will take long to achieve the same level of sophistication or, or complexity that Playtech uh, already offers. So it's, it's kind of a, of a journey. The ambition would be for, for a company big as, as we are to get there and completely own the bonusing system but it will take long. And then, then ultimately, you need to really understand if it makes sense, if you really want to invest on that or other other elements, other area of, of the business. Is it hard to switch out of that IMS system and build your own? Yeah, it's not necessarily difficult to, to switch, switch off that. It's difficult to build a platform that is uh, comparable to Playtech in terms of performance and capabilities and uh, features that that platform has. Why is bonusing so crucial? It's, uh, it's an interesting question, uh, and I think our industry is, uh, is probably one of the characteristics of, of, I would say, of our industry. I think the reason why bonus is so important is that, uh, if you think about it, opening game accounts on different operators is a relatively simple uh, activity, right? It's the barrier to move across different operators is, is, not, is not big. And therefore, what, what we do and what our competitors do is, uh, is keep bonusing customers to try to acquire them. So that's, that's really a standard in the industry. And you can, you can build your sign-up bonus uh, using different mechanics. And that's, that's one side of the story. The other element is that, as you know, uh, we, we get value from our customers. And bonusing is a way to give back to our customer part of the value that we get. The reason why that's important is because it becomes a tool to maintain the customer on our platform. So to fit, basically to build the loyalty of the customer with us and with our brand. That's why bonusing is, uh, is important. I think it, it has become a sort of tax that I would say all the operators pay in the industry, uh, which, which is very difficult to get out of. And it's very high frequency because... Exactly. I, I would say another key element of our industry, which is quite difficult to find in other industries, is how frequently we interact with our customers. We have a big portion of our customer base that is on our system almost on a daily basis, uh, even to, to play and to bet very small amount of money. But, you know, if you're engaged in this form of entertainment, you tend to, uh, to come on board and, uh, and interact with us very frequently. And uh, yeah, as you're saying, that's also why, you know, the bonus is, uh, is an important element because then you can incentivize frequently the customer or reward, as I said, the loyalty and the frequency when they come on board. Uh, a lot. If, if you want to, to think about a comparison about, about the, the frequent interaction, the only thing that comes to my mind is probably uh, what's happening with uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime. Those are also uh, examples of businesses that have a frequent interaction with, with their customers. But um, Otherwise, yeah, the, the other element, which is quite unique, I would say, is, is the bonus element. And that's all based on Playtex IMS that enables you to drive those promotions? Well, no, not only that. As, as I was saying, yeah, IMS, the IMS system from, from Playtech is a big component of what we use, but we, we also have our own proprietary platform. For Sportsbook, 
So you're saying they have to be linked, obviously, because if I play sportsbook and then I go and play gaming, I have to have... Both report. of them, yeah, because basically the, the way it works is that the bonusing on, on sportsbook and exchange sits on our own platform, so it's uh, in our full in our control, while, for example, for the Playtex subset of games, we use IMS. For other games, we use different platforms, which, which is what we built, simply because uh, other suppliers do not have a, such a strong platform like Playtech has, and therefore we have built our, our own one to, to try to compensate that, uh, basically that, that gap. So if I played Live Casino, if I played Evolution game on Live Casino, would I be getting a bonus from your proprietary or from Playtex? Or how would that work? On Evolution, no, it would be from us. Definitely not from Playtex. So the, the Playtex system only works for Playtex games. That, uh, that basically bring fans in that, uh, in that environment. To be honest, this is, uh, this is also a challenge that we have and our competitors have, because uh, as you can imagine, when you build, when you build a, a, a promotion, you'd like that promotion to be as scalable across all the games you offer as possible. But because of all these different systems, that objective is, is quite difficult. This is not easy to, to achieve. And therefore, you need to pay attention on how to design it and how to, you use the different platforms, the different features you have to, to try to achieve this objective. But this is potentially interesting, more specifically in the US, where we let's say we have a land casino that's moving online. And if they don't have their own bonus machine for online and linking also offline and online, maybe Playtech is a good solution for them to get up and running pretty quickly with their IMS platform that can control that. Well, yes. Uh, uh, to be totally honest with you, I don't know how developed are the offline capabilities of the Playtech system. But in general, actually, we might touch that uh, uh, for evolution and net end, uh, having a platform that allows, that enables uh, the land-based operators to easily transfer you know, their business online as well. And maybe on a, on a common platform is definitely a key, a key element, a key component that I'm sure some of those suppliers offer. I'm, as I said, I'm not an expert of, of the land-based, but having that common uh, supplier for both worlds, the, the, the offline and the online one, is, is definitely an advantage. So does NetEnt have a, have a bonus machine effectively? Yeah, almost, almost all those suppliers have some sort of bonus features. NetEnt for sure has one, Evolution has one, the, what I'm trying to, uh, to stress and to highlight is that uh, the complexity and the depth of the development and what those platforms can offer is quite wide. As I was saying, the Playtech one is, is really a powerful tool. Uh, other platforms from other suppliers, I wouldn't say that are necessary that, that develop. The suppliers have their own strengths and their weaknesses, if you want. For sure, Playtech strength is, is that platform, is uh, IMS. They, they might have other weaknesses, while on the side of Live Casino, of uh, Evolution and, uh, and Netan, uh, the strength is, is more on the quality of the game themselves rather than you know the feature and the bonus system they offer. And so when looking at a, a new, let's take a, think of the US now as, as a new growth area, but because Evolution doesn't offer that powerful IMS system that Playtech does, do you think that puts them at a disadvantage if a new US land operator is is moving online to online casino? So my answer would be, would be it depends. Uh, it depends on which other platforms those operators have. If, if those operators have developed their own bonusing system, powerful, powerful one, then that's not necessarily a big disadvantage. If they are able to, you know, to integrate 
evolution and end-to-end or other suppliers on their own bonusing system. And the bonusing system is advanced enough to offer different mechanics, bonus, bonus mechanics to, to the customers, that's not necessarily a disadvantage. As, as I was saying, you know, integrating Playtech might be, it's an interesting uh, opportunity because it comes almost more out-of-the-box solution, while with other suppliers it's not necessarily like that, or the out-of-the-box solution still is available, it's not as, uh, you know, as complex, as uh, uh, rich as the one that, uh, that Playtech's offer. So what is the most important variable for you when you're managing your game in PNL? What do you focus on? Yeah, well, I would say the first thing, the most important thing to me is actually the product. Product, I would say, is king. Uh, if you don't have, you know, a wide enough offer of games, or as I was saying, you don't have enough uh, promotional features, that's definitely a disadvantage. So actually, in the, in the countries in which I'm focused and I'm, I'm trying to grow our business, that's what I'm really focused on, on improving our product, in, in integrating more suppliers, improving our promotional capabilities, etc. So product for sure is key. I would say the second element is the customer journey. Um, you know, when, when you acquire, acquire a new customer, if you don't offer, you know, a smooth, potentially winning experience at the beginning, we lose the customer immediately. And that's a problem because obviously acquiring customer is a cost. And, uh, and you want to make sure that you retain the customer long enough, you know, to uh, pay back the costs that you incurred in, in, in acquiring them. And the, the really the, the first, actually, especially in gaming, the first two, three days of the experience with, with us uh, are key. If you do wrong that part of the customer journey, it will be very difficult to, you know, to get the customer back and, and, and make him a loyal customer. And I would say... The third element is the entertainment. So in the very end, we are part of the entertainment entertainment industry. We, we do not only compete against the other gam- gambling companies. We, we also compete with other forms of entertainment. Therefore, we can't be boring. We need to maintain our offer fresh, integrating and launching new games continuously, building, engaging promotions, refreshing, maintaining fresh uh, our our products, our windows, you know, the the website, our mobile app, etc. We always need to give an excuse to the customer to come back and, and play with us. Yeah, I would say these are the three main variables, the three main main elements. And when you're analyzing your PNL, do you look at it on a on a game basis or a customer lifetime value basis? How do you look at? Well, so the, the first element, especially for us, I would say is, uh, uh, is looking at where the customer comes from, right? So Betfair, the truth is that is a, is a sports-led type of brand. So our, our customers mainly know us because of our uh, betting exchange above everything and then the sports book. And uh, where gaming comes from is, is more from a cross-sell point of view. What does that really mean is that uh, our sports book customers come primarily to, to bet on, on sports events. Uh, but many of those customers really enjoy every now and then also interacting with, with slots or live casino or other type of games that we offer. So my aim is maximizing these cross-sell opportunities. So offer those customers excuse, you know, to also play uh, our uh, our products, so the gaming the gaming products. It's also true anyway that we acquire also pure gaming customers. So there are obviously some customers that only want you know to play slots again or, or live casino. And that's, that's also something that is, is uh, really important to me. So th- that means re- really being online on the right places in which those customers look for uh, sign-up offers or, again, uh, reasons to, to join Betfair. And that's another element that definitely I look for. So you'd also look for, for suppliers or content and games that would convert sportsbook players to 
live casino slots. Yeah, exactly. And actually, specifically on this topic, live casino is a, is a key product. For us, it's quite complex to uh, acquire directly live casino customers. Uh, I've uh, very rarely seen uh, success, at least again for our brand, to uh, acquire customers through our live casino product. Where live casino is very, very important is instead for cross-sell. And what we have learned from our customers' behavior is that uh, sports customers uh, love to play live casino. So what we do is that we offer on, uh, on the sports touchpoint uh, our live casino tables and, uh, and, and offer and games and, um, and nothing. So that, that's, that's the, the role that especially live casino plays. Uh, we think that the reason is, is the following. Sports uh, games are skill-based games because knowing what's the right probability of an event to happen and what's the right price requires skills, requires knowledge of, of the sport events. And I think the sports customer somewhat see elements of skills, if, even if not as high as sports, on, uh, on the live casino product as well, because you need to know how to play blackjack or uh, what might be uh, you know, optimal strategy on roulette uh, as well to, to play there. Rather than just to make a comparison on, on slots, there are, there's really no skill at all, really. It's just pushing a button. It's pure luck. It's more you know, a fun type of, of game. It's pure escapism, if you want, from a, from a certain point of view. And how do you look at the difference in lifetime value between those live co- live casino customers on slots customers? Well, the, the, there's not really a different way to look at the lifetime value between between the, the products. Simply, the type of customer that play the two different products are uh, somewhat different because they, they have different preferences. So you you keep you you, you still want you are still focused in, in maximizing their lifetime value, doing the right thing. So for what concern, Live Casino is really pushing. Live Casino is difficult to move customers from Live Casino to slots. On, on slots, instead, is keep refreshing uh, the offer, launching new slots with the providers you have or integrating new providers or maybe um, designing more engaging promotions that becomes, uh, becomes important. I think one interesting trend, which is a kind of bridge between the two worlds, between the live casino world or product and the, and the slot, slot world, is, um, is the game shows. The game shows are a new form of, uh, of live casino that I think was initially designed and developed by Evolution, but for sure Playtech has, has followed and, and is working on it as well which consists simply as a, as a live show. It's still a, it's a live casino product, but it's more um, casual somewhat. Like uh, what, what Evolution Playtech are doing, are especially closing deals with uh, important brands, for example, like Monopoly or Deal or No Deal or other appealing brands. And what they do, they, they build um, live shows around those brands. They are games, the, the type of the mechanic of the games is similar to what you would find on slots. They are pure luck. There's not much much skill, but everything happens live. So everything happens with a with a real human interacting with the customers and uh, uh, you know interacting also with the, with the game and the environment around it. is is a is a very interesting bridge that actually is what what is doing this bridge and this type of games is allowing us the operator also try to acquire uh, live casino customers through th- those games and then subsequently trying to cross sell them to the other traditional live casino games. And I was actually playing, uh, in preparation for this interview, I was actually playing Monopoly and just tested it out. But these are effectively game shows that, I mean, they, it seems like they are used by multiple operators, right? So Evolution would have a a studio in Riga or 
Romania and they would then stream live stream that show to all their customers, i.e. Betfair or ATTA, and they'll see that live on your on your site. That's correct. So um, this is another important distinction that needs to be done to explain uh, and when we talk about live casino. So the, the vast majority of the table that these suppliers offer to us, to the operators, are shared. So on, on the same table, for example, on a specific roulette table, our customers are playing uh, on the same table where, I don't know, William Hill or Ledbrokes or other, other brands customers play. And that's true. That's the experience that, that you have had. But these suppliers like Evolution and Playtech give operators also another possibility that almost all the, the big operators leverage, which is to design our own live casino studio. So for, for example, Betfair, we are right now launching in Spain and Italy our own dedicated live casino studio where only our customers will be able to, to play. So the customers, rather than seeing a generic you know, casino environment without brand, they will see our brand. The host will, will talk about our brand and our promotions. And the benefit of that is obviously from a marketing perspective or from a brand perspective, but also about the fact that you can, you know, message what you want, that you can design your own promotion for your own customer in, in that specific environment. To, to be honest, this type of, of products are becoming very instrumental for us on international to, to grow our business. It's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, an interesting, uh, an interesting part of our offer. And are you using Playtech for those dedicated studios? Yes, so we are using Playtech, yeah. So on, on our, in our group, the two live casino suppliers we have are Playtech and Evolution. Historically, on, uh, on Betfair and Penny Power side, we have had a long-lasting uh, relationship with Playtech. We have launched, we have decided to launch uh, initially internationally and then in UK from January also the Evolution offer uh, to complement uh, what we are, we are offering to, to our customers. Uh, but yeah, the, the, dedicated, the dedicated portion of our offer is still with Playtech and will probably remain with Playtech for uh, quite a long time. Why do you keep the dedicated studio with Playtech and not Eva? Yeah, because designing those studios and building those studios has a quite important cost. Uh, so you, you want to make sure that once you do it, you do it well and, uh, and it's done for, for a number of years. It's not easy to switch on um, or change or shift a dedicated studio from one supplier to, supplier to, to another. It's, it's an investment you make and uh, it's a strategic one that lasts, I would say, a number of years. But, but why couldn't you do that with Evolution? Why did you choose Playtech? No, simply because we had uh, we had that relationship in the past with Playtech. We had knowledge also of how to do it with Playtech, and therefore we just continued with them. That's the reason. Right. So, do you think that is that got anything to do with the IMS platform, and that you can integrate that promotions with? That, that's that, that that that's one more reason, if you want, to to stick to to that. Like because we we know very well IMS. Uh, we know how powerful it is and the possibilities that give us in terms of bonusing the customers. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of the elements that made the decision to, you know, to keep going with, with Playtech and uh, yeah, develop the other dedicated studio with, with that. So the core part of your live casino offering is, is the majority of this dedicated studio with Playtech and then you supplement that with Evolution's live Monopoly game show type offering. That's correct. I, I would say, yeah, not necessarily in, term, in terms of number of tables, but uh, yeah, that our historical and original live casino offer was coming from Playtech, on top of which we have developed and we keep developing our own dedicated studios 
And then next to it, we have uh, most recently launched Evolution. Evolution really complements well the offer, not, not only for their traditional live casino studios, as I was saying, but also because of the of the game show that are this you know new direction of in which live casino is developing. And Evolution does it very well. One, I would say, one strand that Evolution has is innovation. Uh, they uh, they came came up in the in the industry with this concept of uh, uh, game shows, and therefore having them complementing our portfolio with their with their games is is yeah definitely important. So what's the split roughly in the live casino between game show GGR and the traditional blackjack and roulette games? Well, I would say probably the, the, the game shows now in terms of revenues weigh very little. I don't know the exact number right now, but it should probably be in the region of between 10 and 20%, no more than that. They're not really necessarily important for monetization. The traditional live casino tables are way more important from that perspective. That's where you really monetize your customers. Where the game shows play an important role, as I was saying, is partially on the acquisition side and uh, on the other hand on, on entertaining the customers. So there are games that customers love. They, they, they like to spend time there. Uh, they are more fun than if you want for, for some customers than the traditional live casino. Uh, and that's the role that they play in, uh, you know, in, um, in our offer. So the game shows are mainly for conversion of the sportsbook customers and other customers to casino, but you actually really earn the money on the traditional blackjack games and roulette games. For the monetization, I would say so. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. And so if you take a different operator, I know you've had a relationship with Playtech for a while, but take another operator. How would you think they would look to approach building out dedicated studios and then supplement it with these game innovative game shows? Would they also? Would it be logical for them to also choose Playtech for the dedicated studios, or would Evolution also be attractive for both? Uh, no, I think I think Evolution is, is still a viable option for for dedicated studios. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the one thing that I would say for any operator that need to consider launching a, a live casino offer is that you know there are not many many live casino suppliers. As I was saying. Uh, um, you know, building a live casino, a compelling live casino offer is complex, is expensive. Just think, think about the fact that you need physical studios. So it's, it's a physical presence somewhere in which you have to have the tables and you need to manage actually quite important workforce of uh, hosts, etc. that are there. And on top of that, if you really want to have a compelling uh, offer, uh, you need to make sure that uh, customers can't really cheat. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if you, you are aware of that, but... Suppliers like like Playtech and Evolution needs to make sure that it's impossible for the customer try to predict where, for example, the ball will fall or which number the ball will fall on, on the roulette. And there are, I mean, if the, the the design of the table is not done properly, there are mathematical models that might help you to predict actually uh, after a number of observations to predict where, where the balls fall. And, and uh, you know, really advanced suppliers like Playtech and Evolutions are make sure that they have systems that avoid that possibility. Otherwise, customers, advanced customers, might be able to come up with systems to predict and somewhat cheat, if you want, on the game. So all, all of that to say, yeah, the advanced, the really good live casino suppliers are not many. On top of Playtech and Evolution, I can think about uh, Tsugi, I can think about uh, Pragmatic Play that is, has launched more, more recently uh, an offer, but there are not many. So if you look at slot, there are way, way, way more uh, game providers. Live Casino is more expensive, more costly type of product, and you really need to pick up one of them. They are all very good, different, as I was saying, different strengths and weaknesses, if you want. 
price obviously becomes an important driver, but there are not, not many, many offers out there. So when, you, when you're procuring a live casino vendor as an operator, what are the kind of free or the, the core decision-making criteria that you go through in choosing a vendor? Well, in the very end, is, uh, as I was mentioning previously, is uh, that the quality of the product is, is key. The features that come with the product as well, in terms, again, bonusing and, uh, yeah, and those elements. I think the, the level of innovation is, uh, is also important. So what, I mean, what, what type of future developments the potential provider is, is planning ahead? And then price, obviously. Price is, uh, is, is another key element. Keep in mind that the higher quality suppliers might, might cost a, a bit more. And you need to understand if you are happy to sacrifice part of your margin to have a, a better product or you can make some compromise there to retain more of your value, but you might have less tools you know, to, to retain and acquire, acquire customers. How do you measure innovation and quality? Because let's say Monopoly, right? I played Monopoly. It might look great and, and be quite fun, but if it doesn't convert your customers or drive profitability for you, how, so how, how do you measure that? I mean, measuring innovation is, is, is not really, it's a difficult question to, to answer. Well, I mean, measuring just the dollar impact it has at the end of the day, right? That's kind of what it... No, but, but you know, more than yeah, measuring it anyway, is the, the important thing is to see that the company, you know, try different directions and then some of them will be failure. That, that doesn't matter. Like you, you, need, you need to fail before to find, you know, successful uh, new products. And I would say that that's what, what Evolution has done. They've been they've been very good with the first you know game shows. Some of the of the following ones not necessarily that successful, but that's okay. That that just builds knowledge to you know to build uh, uh, after that. The, the important thing is uh, not staying still. As I was saying previously, the third element I mentioned uh, in terms of what important you know to grow your PNL to grow your business is entertainment. If you don't keep refreshing your offer, launching, you know, new products, evolving your messaging uh, and your promotions to the customers, that's difficult to compete. And that's what you look for on your suppliers. So effectively, you actually have Evolution Game Show Monopoly on your offering and, and also Evolution Roulette and Blackjack as well? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as Playtex, as well as your own dedicated studio of Playtech. Yes, because in the end, you, you don't, uh, you know, so sometimes you can, you know, be very specific on which portion of your supplier portfolio you take. We, we are maybe more selective on, on the slots. But on Live Casino, you, you want to make uh, available to your customers as many tables as possible. So you don't need to be too selective. On the game shows, we, we launch all the game shows that uh, the suppliers come up with. And again, the number is, is not really big. Also, Playtech has followed that, that trend as well. So also Playtech now has in, uh, uh, in their portfolio game shows. And you, you want to have them live because, you know, the, the having, a, having a broad portfolio makes sure that the long tail of, of your customers can really find uh, what, uh, what they like. So it's yeah, it's it's important to you know to be very very comprehensive in the number of games and uh, and suppliers you have there. Yeah. Do you see a material difference in the the staked the dollars staked on Evolution's blackjack versus your Playtech blackjack? Look, I can't yet answer that because as I was saying, our experience with Evolution is still short, so we've not been working with them long enough. If I have to say, what I think is going to happen is that there will be 
customers that will prefer one platform rather than the other. Uh, I expect then the difference not to be big. What might might make uh, a difference on, on our customers is the availability or not of you know the dedicated studio. You know because we we might focus more you know there, focus some promotions there, maybe some some promotions for you know the higher spender type of customers on those table. We might tend to see slightly higher value on, on Playtech, but just, that just because of the type of offer you have. If you look at uh, other competitors that have their dedicated studio with Evolution, rather than Playtech, that might be the opposite the opposite situation. Right, so you would you would filter all your high value players that are staking lots of money on your own dedicated studio because you, you can give them a more coherent, holistic experience. Yeah, I would say that that's a possible strategy, right? It, it really depends on on how your customer base is uh, is built. That's a possible way to use, you know, the dedicated studio. You, you might have, you know, even 10, 15, 20 dedicated table, and uh, a good option would be to have a few of those table uh, dedicated to high spenders and really design them uh, for their customer experience. So how does the dedicated studio work then? So you effectively, you pay a... A setup fee and then a, a, you pay a fixed fee per table, which effectively covers the fixed cost of Playtech running the studio, the rent and the dealer, etc. That's all, that's all correct. Before that, when, when you have to really launch the studio, what you pay is the setup fee of the whole studio. That's why I was saying uh, uh, there is a quite important, you know, initial investment there. That's why you know th- those investments last quite long. And after that, yeah, um, what happens is, is you, you pay a monthly fee on top of, you know, uh, the revenue share that you have uh, with, with Playtech or with that specific supplier uh, to maintain the studio. You also build a quite strong relationship with the hosts that are there because the hosts become the voice to the customer for a brand like, like us or anybody that uses a dedicated studio. So it's really a dedicated environment for our customer our customers built around our brand, around our proposition. And effectively, the, the dealers are your brand touch point with the customer. They, so, so they somewhat become our brand, yeah. That's, that's why you need to have a, a strong relationship there. And it can happen, you know, that sometimes a specific dealer doesn't really necessarily fit our brand or what we'd like to communicate or interact with our customers, and you might need to, you know, make those shifts. Uh, but yes, is uh, they they almost become in that environment our our ambassador. If you think about that, making the link with with the game shows, it really highlight how this form of entertainment, specifically the live casino one, is quite close to the, the traditional you know TV shows because there, there is really a you know a person there that is talking to uh, all the customers that are watching it, and it's not really different from what happens when when you watch a, a show on TV. I want to talk about the game shows in a moment, but so in terms of the pricing for dedicated studios, it's a, a monthly fixed fee, which I assume covers the rent, and then there's a percentage of the GGR that you have to pay that goes through the table. That, that's correct. So basically, part of our part of the revenues we make goes as shares to to the supplier. Yeah, that's the the mechanic. And how is that price set with the likes of Playtech? Can they offer you a more effective price because? They have, they're offering you the IMS platform as well? How do they price that? But you know, the, the, the pricing depends on, on multiple things. Uh, yeah, I would say that historically, yeah, Playtech was considered a quite expensive supplier. 
but but even that, you know, it's not necessarily the same for everybody. You you can't really you can't really say that the Playtech is more expensive than another one. It also depends when the relationships are established, right? It, it might be that um, a specific supplier wants to have a relationship with you because for, for them it's strategically important because shows to the market that they, they got a big uh, a big operator and therefore opens to them other doors and therefore the price might be lower or higher because of those reasons. So it's difficult, you know, to extrapolate and say the supplier is, is uh, more expensive than the other based on that. As I was saying, yeah, Playtech, Playtech historically was, was quite expensive. One of the reasons is, is because uh, they were one of the very few, probably still today, one of the very few supplier that has an incredibly broad uh, portfolio of games that they offer, you know, uh, live casino, traditional online casino, obviously with slots. They offer bingo, poker. They have a very comprehensive type of. Uh, of Do they bundle that and together with with the, with the IMS as well? Like you're not, you're never forced to take all of their products. Uh, I think we do. We have uh, as as both Betfair and uh, many power brands. We offer all of the the, the Playtech products, but it's, it's not it's not something necessary. If you want, you can just take one or, or the other. What do you think is the best product? You mean for Playtech? I wouldn't say a product. I, I, I insist on the quality of, of IMS. They have very good quality. Like, their live casino is, is an amazing product. Their slots are, they have very good slots. Uh, I think there are other suppliers that might do more entertaining slots than them. But they're, in my opinion, their key strength is the, the, the IMS and their promotional platform. That's what I think when, when I think about Playtech. On top of which, they, again, they, they build Quality products, don't take me wrong, but there might be other suppliers that, you know, picked, you know, game by game might do, might do even better than Playtech. Uh, so one value is definitely IMS and the other value is the broader offer of type of games that they have. But it's interesting how uh, I read a the recent transcript from, from Playtech and they said they recently signed Parks Casino in the US mainly because of their IMS product. So it, they use the IMS product to get into these accounts and then obviously can offer them slots and live casino but it seems like the ims is really the, the kind of core catch the the hooks them in that's the way that's the way i i would look at play because i was saying yeah i think it's definitely a, a big strength once once again if, if you think about the us as we were mentioning that previously having having that platform available on top of which all the type of games are are also made available to the operator that's a, that's a quite important, you know, feature for new operators that they want to, to launch their online games in the market. Again, in a recently regulated and still regulating market like US. Uh, actually, if, if you look at what happened between uh, Evolution and NetEnt, somewhat goes in that direction. As you might know, uh, Evolution bought last year for approximately 2 billion euros net entertainment. And uh, that, that's a very interesting move. And in my opinion, is a move that really has US in mind. Why? Because Evolution was already had an amazing live casino offer, but not really anything else. Net, NetEnt instead has a, has a very compelling slots offer. So the combination of the two companies gives the new group the possibility to enter and offer to operators who want to enter in the, in the U.S. market a more um, out-of-the-box somewhat type of type of offer. So you can have a relationship with them and they have an amazing live casino offer, an amazing slots offer. And they can innovate with the two, right, with, with slots and live. But they, but they also, the operator needs to have their own IMS or their own 
player account management system effectively, right? Look, the, the, the truth is today, if you want, uh, if you want to launch a gaming offer, an online gaming offer, you can probably even avoid, avoid to build anything and, uh, and have only third parties basically doing the work for you. You just design the brand. That's possible. But that's also quite short-sighted, in my opinion. So I'm of the opinion that long-term, the brands that really win are the ones that control the biggest element of, of the offer. Like, especially, I would say, the, the game account. So the, the, the part of your offer where, you know, the, the customer is managed, the data are stored, the payment systems are, are integrated. So you, you, I think you need to have your own, your own system. Also, actually, this is even more important in a world that is regulating. An important trend in the industry is the fact that many, uh, many countries are progressively regulating the online, online gaming business. And unfortunately for us, each, each country is coming up with specific rules. What, what this, that really means is that the operator needs to adapt their platform to the different needs in the different countries. And this is a cost. That, 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 that's a cost. It's, it's complex. So having a, a platform that is flexible enough to adapt to those regulations and those elements that are changing country by country is an important key element. And I actually think is a, it will be a factor of who will succeed in our industry and who will fail. And uh, that, that actually links to the fact that it becoming, it's becoming even more important being big because you need scale uh, and money to, you know, to uh, adapt to, to this changing world. I want to talk briefly about the, the game shows. And like I said, I've, I've been playing Monopoly this week and having a bit of fun and, and testing it out. And one thing I was curious about is, is the, the pricing that Evo charge yeah, because obviously they they're they're paying for the brand equity of or the intellectual property of Monopoly. So are they more much more expensive than the traditional games? Yeah. So the the, the truth is that when uh, when a supplier's game leverages a known or a famous brand, it happens that part of that cost is then passed basically to to the operator. So yes, we, we tend to pay more for for branded games. That's true for us and for any other operator in the market. So it's like 10, 12% of GD, GGR for like traditional games and another say five, six or four, five, six percent. Yeah, it can be, it really depends. It depends on, on the game, if it's a slot or other type of games and it depends also on the specific brand. It's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the, the, you know, the same. That It's interesting when you, when you have to sign those contracts each specific game frequently is uh, called up with a specific, you know, additional price to be paid because of, of the brand. Yeah. How do you negotiate with with a supplier for those for pricing those offerings? You mean specifically for the branded games or, or in general? Yeah, for both for branded and dedicated shooter. How do you how do you approach that negotiation? Well, I think it's as, as per any other type of negotiation. Like you know, what we know that we can offer. Like we are now, as, as you are aware, a big, big group. We are not anymore just very part of it fair. We are PokerStars, we are SkyBet. We have two big brands in US, such as uh, FoxBet and FunDuel. So we leverage the fact that we are a big group and therefore having an agreement with, uh, you know, with Betfair or with Penny Power might open up doors also for other countries, other jurisdictions and other really powerful brands. That's basically what... What we can offer, we have a huge, uh, massive customer base that obviously is very appealing for all of our suppliers. I would see, I would say that uh, this is the angle, together with the fact that obviously we, we want to grow, we keep growing, and we keep investing 
in marketing and in growing our brands, which means future you know, growth and, and revenues for, for our suppliers as well. It's, it's really a partnership. In the very end, the relationship between uh, oper- gambling operators like us and suppliers is a partnership in which you know, the benefits of the activities we do are shared between, between you know, operator and suppliers. What do you think is the biggest risk for the game shows, the evolution of Playtech? The, the biggest risk? Yeah, like what, what, I mean, for example, like today you use them as, as conversion from, you know, from sportsbook players to live casino. How do you, what do you see as the biggest risk that these games actually last in a long time, you know? Well, okay, that's, that's an interesting question. So, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult, it's difficult to predict it because, because there are new, new games in the market. So we have to evaluate what's the longevity of each one of those, of those games. To be totally honest with you, I doubt that some of them them will uh, will last as long as uh, you know the traditional table games are. So, in other words, uh, do I believe that one of those game show will become the the roulette of the future? The four, you know, the will. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's more similar to again what happens on TV, right? There are game shows on TV. There are shows on TV. And um, they last a number of years, but after that, customers tend to become uh, bored, and therefore you need to come up with something something different. That that I think is uh, is going to be you know the, the life of this type of, of game shows. And I'm just curious of how you look at the difference between your dedicated studios and tables and the uh, and the game shows. Because clearly, the game shows are based on the intellectual property, the innovation, you know, which is Evolution's game, where they you know they really want to create new IP. Uh, game mechanics, but the traditional dedicated game uh, studios for blackjack and roulette, you know, which are typically somewhat fixed amount of people around the table. What are the advantages that Evolution could have over Playtech for those traditional games? No, I don't think that Evolution has any any advantage on on the on the table on the traditional tables versus versus Playtech. I think they are both very good. You know. Uh, I, I don't like. There are differences in in, the, in small details. I would say, especially on the, on the traditional tables, but it's, it's really difficult to identify specific, you know, advantage again on the traditional ones between between evolution and, and playtech. They are, I would say, I don't want to say like for like there because there are small differences. You know, it can be where you know the buttons are on uh, on uh, on the screen or how the layout look, looks like. Uh, on the table, but yeah, that's that's what I would say. I think the the real match uh, long term is is going to be on uh, on the innovation of the platforms that are available. Those elements, rather than yeah, specifically on the on the traditional tables, they they are becoming somewhat commodities. You know, one thing I also found interesting was on the game shows where I could effectively bet thousands of pounds every every spin right every every 30 seconds i could bet as much as i really had or wanted to do you see that as a regulatory risk like we saw in the uk with the slot machines roulette machines in the store they had a two pound limit after a while which hurt the profits of the shorts how do you see that evolving for the game shows well uh, i don't think there is anything specific for the game shows what's what's the trend in the in the industry and what's really happening is that each country is regulating uh, more and more this industry. If you look at UK, for example, I think it's, it's a quite interesting case. UK has a, a pretty strong, and I would say being, being Italian, actually, a quite positive culture of gambling, uh, maybe even healthier traditionally than what I would say for, for Italians. And despite that, 
despite the, this cultural element, uh, the regulator in UK is, is getting you know, more rigid and probably right so in, uh, in making sure that operators take care about customers and, and make sure that, uh, that customers don't you know, ruin themselves and don't have problems with our products. It's becoming such a delicate topic that actually big operators like us already have already put in place a um, system to make sure that if we realize that the customer is playing too much, we are actually, we, are, we come forward and communicate that to the customer so much that we can even suspend the account. We don't have, you know, uh, not only us, any, any big operator has absolutely zero interest in, uh, in creating problems to the customers. What we want is that the, the interaction with the customer is healthy, is sustainable for them, they don't waste too much of their money, they really have an entertainment type of uh, interaction with us, but not wasting their money. And we know that gambling, gambling has that, that risk, I think the direction is in the very end is correct. Limiting it, but the the UK they they didn't regulate online casino, did they? They only regulated. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So the the uh, the regulation is uh, is applied to uh, to online as well. So it's progressively getting. It's not the limits though. So they limited it in store on the roulette on the slots or in store, but they didn't limit it online. The limit, for example, of the stake that you can make is not yet available, that, but is coming. Lowering the, the amount of money that you are allowed to, to bet each time on, uh, on each type of game and the number of, of other, uh, other limitations. So, yeah, that, that's, that's so becoming... Even on the game familiar. shows as well, right? So if I was playing Monopoly... That, that, applies, that applies to every type of game. That's coming in pretty soon. Yeah, uh, I think that there are expectations uh, now. I don't know exactly the timeline for UK because, again, it's not... It's not necessarily one of the countries that are under my responsibility, but the expectation is that this year, yes, some of those additional limitations will be will become basically low. Which is would potentially be a risk to the likes of Evolution or Playtech providing those game shows. No, I don't think I don't think it's a risk. So the providers as well as the operators will you know, will have to adapt to the regulation and simply we will change the dynamic. It's it's possible, you know, the the, the positive the, the evolution of this I would say is the following. You know, rather than having less customers betting a big, big amount of money, hopefully what, we, what this industry will, will become is a, a bigger amount of people that are able to bet a small amount of money, leave this thrilling type of entertaining, and that's the lead. Actually, the limitation of the amount that can be bet might open up the industry to a broader amount of customers than, than it is today. Uh, actually, you know, this week, there is an interesting element. This, this is the week of Cheltenham. Cheltenham is a, is a big, big cultural moment for, for the UK customers. And many, many, many more customers than uh, what happens during the rest of the year are betting right now on horse racing because it, it's part of the culture. And, and those customers just bet on this week for fun without really wasting their money. In the very end, why can't that happen the whole, the whole year? Like a small amount of bet, having the thrill of winning or losing money in a healthy and controlled way. And that, that's really it. That's, that's the, the direction in which our industry is going and will go. Is there any reason why Playtech can't produce very innovative game shows like Evolution? No, uh, Playtech has followed that path. That, that uh, path. 
So Playtech is also coming up with their own version of, of game shows, yeah. And are they good versus Evolution, or how do you compare them? Yeah, no, they're very good. Uh, like, don't take me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Play- Playtech is, again, is a follower in this case. Probably not yet at the same level as uh, Evolution, but yeah, no, 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 they are they're very good. I mean, one of the characteristics of, of our industry is that uh, once somebody comes up with uh, something that works and generates revenues, is relatively easy to follow and, and to replicate it. And that, that's happening. That's happening on, on live casino as well. And so you think we're going to see also pragmatic play enter with a similar offering? Yeah, I would say so. Like, you know, the the game shows, I would say, are here to stay. It's a new category of game that will expand, probably. And uh, all all the live casino providers that uh, uh, want to, you know, keep up with the the competition will have to to have some form of game show in their portfolio. Yeah, I would say so. And again, it doesn't doesn't necessarily need to have uh, brands or famous brands associated to them. That's not important. The important thing is that are uh, entertaining, fun, fun to play type of games. Brand the brand is simply you know a, a, an additional element, a, an interesting one, but it's not a must. Last couple of questions, Stefano. I want to go through. You mentioned how the traditional games in live casino, blackjack, roulette, are becoming somewhat of a commodity, where. You know, effectively, they you know you can pay for a vendor to set up a studio. It might be expensive, and you might want them to to create lots of shoot of of game tables. But you can you can go and do that and train the croupiers and dealers to 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 supply that. How do you look at the the long run pricing of both dedicated shooters and traditional games and game shows evolving? So, for example, could you see that evolution might say you can't have our game shows unless you have our traditional games or dedicated shooters as well? Or how do you see the competitive strategy of both, you know, Playtech and Evolution evolving? You know, I think in, in the past, in, in the past, I think it was more common. And that was true for us as well, for example. It was, was more common to have deals, in, in, in exclu- exclusive deals with specific suppliers. I honestly don't think that uh, this is going to happen anymore in the future for big operators. So as I was saying, we, we, we had an exclusive deal with, with Playtech online casino and uh, it was good for a number of years, but I don't think it makes sense anymore for big operators. Like in the very end, the operator is, re- is really focused on offering the best possible experience to, to your suppliers. And you, I mean, you, you, can't really, you can't really do that if you limit yourself too much in terms of the suppliers that are integrated. And, and to be honest, also the suppliers need to pay attention because there is such a concentration trend. So the groups, the operators are becoming bigger and bigger, which means that they are they are available in a bigger and bigger and growing uh, amount of countries, which I don't think that for a, a supplier like Playtech and, uh, and Evolution, pushing the exclusive deal is a good angle at the risk of losing the access with that specific big operator in some of the markets in which we operate. So no, I think I think for the supplier side, I think they are accepting, they've accepted more and more the fact that they have to compete side by side on the operator environment. And that's it. In the very end, it's actually good for, for the innovation and the development of, of the games as well. Because if, you know, Playtech and Evolution, they know that they are in the same place with that specific operator that pushes them in improving further their, their products. So I think it's, it's a positive trend in the end. And let's say that you're running the online casino business or the online gaming business at a large land-based casino. 
in the US or, or the UK. How would you approach building out traditional games versus game shows? I.e., would you build your own studio internally in your casino for live for live blackjack, live, live roulette, and then leave the game shows to the vendors? No, I, I don't think so. As I was saying, I, I don't think there is any real space for an operator, even like us, or even a land based in the US, to make the investment and, and develop their own, uh, even just a portion of their own live casino offering. I, I see, I mean, everything is possible, but I think it would be too expensive. And acquiring the competence to, to do that, I think it's really not easy. So there are suppliers that do it too efficiently today to really consider to make, make it by, by yourself. Even if you are a, a land-based uh, casino that would differ, differ from us by the fact that they would already have you know, the, the space and the studio would, would, would still be there, but still you... The dealers, the talent. Yeah, exactly. So they, they would already have some of, of those elements. I recognize that. But, but still, that's not enough. Like uh, having the, you know, the knowledge and the competence to, to do the streaming, optimize the streaming, building, to making sure that uh, all the tables and everything is set up in a way that is impossible for the customers online to cheat. Having the online, building the all online, uh, you know, systems to to serve the customers on the table that you have in your, in your environment. I don't see that possible. I think it's, it's too expensive, requires too uh, specialistic type of skills and knowledge. I, I don't foresee that happening, to be honest. What can happen is that some of those land-based businesses can uh, make available their environment, their table, their space, their hosts to some of these providers, which becomes a sort of hybrid solution. You know, it's a kind of, merge of, of the competence, like uh, the, the, live, the, the casino, the physical casino, the land-based business has the physical space, while the uh, suppliers such as Playtech and Evolution uh, bring their, their uh, capabilities to bring online that land-based type of business. That's, that's possible. Well, it's interesting you say that because you said that most of the value or the monetization value at least is in those games is in the blackjack and the roulette traditionally on live casino so that could reduce the cost for the land operator if they use their own space you know and get and get playtech into their building to run it as like a consultant or like vendor that runs it on on their property yeah that that, that might make you know it, it really depends how a deal like that might be structured but for sure an operator like that might, might have a, a way better price because a possibility is that the table that are set up in their environment might be leveraged and used by other operators as well. And therefore, you know, uh, obviously the, the service for them will be cheaper than, uh, than other operators. It's definitely a possible synergy for what I can think of. It's something that might, might, be, might, be, might happen in uh, yeah, in, uh, in US, I would say. Last question, Stefano. That's on NetSend and, and Evo merger. I know you touched on it already, but how does the acquisition of NetSend improve the whole evolution offering for you as an operator? Simply gives, uh, gives evolution uh, or completes, if you want, the complement the evolution offer. So evolution is very good, very strong on the whole live casino offering, probably the best of the world, like amazing, but they lack, they don't have slots. Instead, NetEnt, NetEnt is a strong slots supplier. Actually, two years ago, Netent uh, bought uh, Red Tiger, which was another very good uh, slots supplier. Uh, they purchased them for approximately 200 million, if I'm not wrong. 
And, and therefore, you can see the combination, how those two types of businesses complement each other. Why is that important? Because uh, when Evolution uh, offers their services to anybody that wants to enter U.S., now has a, a more complete type of portfolio that the potential operator can look at and consider to go live, you know, with a, simply a better offer for their customers. That's why I think, I generally think that uh, that operation has a lot U.S. in, uh, in mind. And do you think it gives them also price and power or more competitive versus Playtech because they have nice, these slots as well that you might not choose Playtech slots? I wouldn't say more competitive, if, if anything, well, yeah, more competitive in, in the sense that uh, reduces, if you want, a bit the gap versus Playtech. If you think about evolution, evolution was, again, live casino, Playtech was broader, like a number of type of games. Now evolution has also a very compelling slot offer. So the gap between the two suppliers is a little bit, you know, is smaller. So that's the type of added competitiveness that Evolution has in, in their portfolio. And they probably see this trend to continue as, as the concentration uh, and aggregation and mergers are happening at operators' side. I think that's, that's the destiny is for, for that to happen also on the supplier side. So the cost of adapting you know, the products to the different regulations and different countries is true also for the suppliers. And therefore... I, I just think that merge and acquisitions will continue in the coming in the coming years because that's the world in which we operate now. What's the biggest risk you think for the merger? I think the, the biggest risk is uh, technology. So the, the, the systems we 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 use to offer our products are complex, are really complex. Some of them tend to be actually quite quite old. I, I think Netent was established in 1996. Evolution probably a couple 10, 10 years later than that. I don't know the details of how those you know, platforms work, but some elements of them might be quite old. And, you know, integrate those platforms together to make it, to make it become an efficient you know, system to offer to other operators is a quite complex exercise. Pretty Power Betfair, from our side, from the operator side, did that when we merged. And it's expensive, it's complex. And if not done well, can cause problem. I can name other merge happened in the past that really had trouble in, uh, uh, in doing that and, and really suffered bad consequences out of it. That's, uh, that I would call that the biggest risk is technology. We'll have to see how it goes over the next few years. I would say so. But I would say both, both companies, Evolution and NetNet are very good companies. They've been very successful. I believe they are simply uh, you know, going to continue on, on the trend. Yeah, it will be really interesting to see how that evolves. Mm-hmm.